it's that time once again for Modern Sisyphus, the podcast that talks about my weight loss journey and how I feel about it. I am your host, Selena, and Larray is here as well. Hi, Larray. Hello. I'm very much looking forward to our discussion for today. Uh, before we dive into that, let's go ahead and give the progress report for this week. I okay. have gained one pound, so I am now at 190 pounds. But it's okay. I'm not even concerned about it at all. And I will discuss the reason for that later on. Uh, And I did do some action steps during the week to try to figure out why. But one of the things that I did do was work out, which was a goal for this week. The goal was to work out It was two times, right? Two times this week? Uh All right. So I worked out Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, took a break on Wednesday and Thursday, but then worked out today. And then I'm also going to be working out again one more time before my weigh-in. So I- on? Yeah, dude. I like working out, especially when I start to see results with things, I get into it. So I've had a lot of fun. And what I've done is- I got some booty bands, and so I've been doing a booty band HIIT workout that is about 20 minutes, and I've been alternating that with running. I've been going running in one of the local areas that has some trails and everything, and it's been really nice. So with that, Loray, I want you to educate me on working out while you're on keto and what it means to use fat as fuel as opposed to carbs. Okay. Um, so you know how everybody says like fat is terrible or blah, 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 blah. We shouldn't eat fat, blah, 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 because it makes us fat. Um, you actually kind of need fat. Let's just first say that you actually need fat in your body because it helps with called adipose tissue that's what we all we call it so you'll hear this fat but it's adipose tissue is what it's called uh which is stored fat and so that is actually provides cushion and insulation for your internal organs nerves and it helps to actually move vitamins throughout the body like a d e and k um so it's it's it is important to have it in your body so i'm glad that we have a chance to kind of talk about it so not just for fuel, but it is like you can't not have fat in your body because it's so important and vital to the way your body functions. So, okay. So fat is really used a lot for lower intensity exercises because it takes so long to break apart. You need oxygen to break it apart. Um, so uh, let's go with how. So think long distance running versus a short sprint. Um, carbohydrates are a ready glucose kind of or sugar ready uh energy like thing it's like a you know like gatorade has a lot of sugar in it so it's got a lot of ready of readily available energy well so think like two lego blocks like you have two lego blocks put together you can easily break them apart and use them think fat is a triglyceride tri is three so and glycerides are these big like long chains of um of like energy so think a really big, heavy, or a really big, complicated uh, Lego set, right? 
it takes a while to break everything down. It takes some time. And you have to do piece by piece by piece. So when you're doing high intensity exercise, you need that readily available energy so you can get it. So you can keep the intensity up for a really long time. Um, versus if you're slower energy exercise, like running long distance or biking or cycling or something or swimming, it's not that you need a lot of energy really fast, but you need a sustainable amount of energy. So, and it needs, uh, and you need to be able to break it down, like all this energy over time versus um, a quick burst. Does that kind of make sense so far? We're doing good? Yes. Okay. So when you have um, short sprinting kind of stuff, it's an anabolic. Anabolic is without oxygen. Um, your body just takes the takes the, the carbohydrates and breaks them apart really fast for for exercise or energy sources of ATP, which is um is, is um, a form of energy. So I think it's energy for your body. Um, when you have fat, you have to break it down, and it takes a lot. It's a lot slower, and it needs oxygen. So you have remember anabolic, um, anaerobic, and aerobic exercise. Excuse me. Uh, aerobic is that oxygen exercise you've heard aerobic um or running or things like that it just it's the way that your body needs oxygen to take and break these fat molecules down to get it to the process that you would uh, it's like a three-part process before you start um taking it into breaking it down to atp so how do i explain this the most it's like i guess it's like when you okay it's like cake let's go with cake it's like cake. Fat is like cake. <laughs> you have you, you have, you have like, my attention. <laughs> okay, cake <laughs> has many layers, right? It yeah. takes a lot of time to like put cake together, and it takes a lot of time. And I'm talking cake with frosting and sprinkles, right? So think a triglyceride ride is cake with frosting and sprinkles. Okay, you have three things, right? Cake, frosting, sprinkle. Yeah, you yeah. got to put them all together, and they got all layers in a specific way. If you squish it all together, you get a fat little cake pop. And it doesn't, like, it's not the same as cake, right? Right. <laughs> but cake and frosting are all are made of sugar and, like, specific ingredients, right? Yeah. Uh, so, and in this ideal world, cake, frosting, and, and sprinkles all have the same ingredients to make them. I know this, makes, this probably makes no sense, but hear me out here. So, fat is like cake, where it has these three different layers. And then you take the layers apart and you have cake as one layer, you have frosting as another, and you have sprinkles as another. But in the whole, it makes a in a whole big complicated piece of cake, right? Mm-hmm. You're kind of seeing it? Think carbohydrates is the actual cake part itself. And then you break the cake down into, we go into like, there's sugar in it, there's flour in it, there's eggs in it, there's blah, blah, blah in it, Right. Mm-hmm. Think the different components are like your energy sources or your ATP. Um, you have to have all these energy sources together, these little things or molecules or chains together to make a carbohydrate. Um, you have to have the, so that kind of a thing. Uh, okay. <laughs> and then what's cool is your liver takes all these carbohydrates and stuff and converts them into its fat or stored energy. And which makes the cake layers, like the multiple cake layers, which is your cake, your sprinkles, and your your uh, your frosting. So think fat is the much more complicated versus like just the cake part or cake with all the frosting and sprinkles. But they all break down to 
the same kind of elements or sugar or ingredients to make like to make the cake. Does that kind of make sense? That's kind of how your body uses it. It takes all these ingredients and makes cake, makes frosting, and makes sprinkles, or it makes just cake, and then it you know breaks down the cake. Does that kind of make sense in a way? It's like a really weird way of saying it. Yeah. Well, and okay. and last week too, when you mentioned you know carbs are the high powered, really quick gas yes. supply, and then yes. you have fat is the diesel fuel for more yes. long distance stuff. So right. just to make sure that I'm understanding this correctly. <laughs> it's kind of, yes, it's exactly that. So it just takes a lot. It just, there's much more involved in, in breaking down this high energy source of like fat is that very, there's a lot of um, calories there, take out there versus carbohydrates, which has four that has nine. So think like, yeah, so there's a lot more there like diesel the engine runs slower, but it can long, run forever kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So same, same thing. But it's all eventually getting broken down into the same bits and parts. So it's just how readily available is it? So does that kind of make sense in a way? Yes. I mean, okay, I understand cool. it, but I do have a question. Go for it. So carbs are fat molecules, triglycerides, are more complex than carb molecules, which is why it makes sense that it would take a while to break down. Now, in the, in the sense, in the sense that they have, they're a denser, uh, they're a denser, like denser. Um, it's a triglyceride, so it's not just a molecule, but it's a like it's a denser storage of energy. Yes. Okay. Okay. Understood. All right. So molecularly, they're, they're completely different. But in the fact of energy potential and holding energy for carbohydrate versus a fat, there's much more potential for energy in a fat cell or in a fat, let's call it a fat bubble versus a carbohydrate bubble. Does that kind of make sense? Yes. I I understand it. I what I am interested to know is why. Why is fat more uh complex is it because your body uses stored fat as a means of protection for you know your organs and your nerves as you were saying at the beginning of it mm-hmm. um it's a very efficient way for your body to store energy because your body can only store so much carbohydrates in your muscle and in your body so what happens is like your liver you convert carbohydrates and glucose into stored fat because your body, your bloodstream, like all that kind of stuff is only holds so much energy. So your body's been like, cool, this is really rad. I can only have so much of my body, but I'm not going to waste it and just like let it go. So the body's figured out a way to hold on to the fat, They're, hold on to the energy and create it into fat, which is a very dense molecule. So you can hold a, a bunch of energy in that one space. So it doesn't take up a lot of space, but it's really dense. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. And so, yeah, it's a fat, it's a shock absorber. It does all that kind of stuff. I mean, we've all seen, like, chicken, right? And muscle has one thing, and they have, like, fat on it, spongy, and, and like, you can kind of play with it, kind of like weird Play-Doh. Like, it's, it's, it's got some <laughs> give to it. So, yes, just the way the molecule, I guess, is 
put together, it, and I'm pretty sure you can get more technical than I am giving you right now, but it's a shock absorber. It helps pad, um, it helps with all sorts of different functional things in the body. But it's also a very smart way that your body takes takes readily available energy and stores it um, in tight, compact little segments and things. Because in all reality, if you think back, like you know, way back in the day, and we're not talking just like back in the day, like Neanderthal times, but even 100 years ago, we didn't have the abundance of food that we have now. So, you know, so your body puts takes the advantage of having the food that was readily available and stores it if it's not using it, you know? Gotcha. Yes. Does it answer your question or just go off on a really random ass tangent? It answers my question of (laughs) how does your body, you know, why does your body burn carbs as opposed to fat? Why is it so hard to burn for your body to burn fat? So it makes sense. It's more complex it carbs are better. I don't want to say better, but easier, you know, to to break down readily available. Yes. Do you know then the benefits, if there are any to working out while you're doing the keto diet and it's such a high fat diet, what is the benefit of burning fat as opposed to carbs? Is there an answer out there for that? Um, well, if, okay, so you're going, wait, if you're on a ketogenic diet versus like a regular diet and whether you're burning carbohydrates versus fat, um, right. This is kind of the question I'm hearing. Correct. Okay. So it's all about energy and fuel source, right? Um, you don't use proteins to like, you don't, your body doesn't go straight, go to protein to break down, you know, to use as a fuel source. Like, it would rather use carbohydrates. Like, the brain's very happy with carbohydrates. Um, And, but it's all about readily available fuel source. If you're going to a ketogenic diet, then your fuel source is going to be fat, right? Versus carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. So, uh, wait, where was this question going? (laughs) Like, it's all like, what what are you putting in? What are you eating? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And... Wait, can you tell me the question one more time so I can finish that answer? Well, <laughs> yeah. What are the what are the benefits of the ketogenic ketogenic diet and working out and using fat as a fuel source for working out, as opposed to you know, because when you're in ketosis, they're one of the big reasons why they say ketosis is so beneficial is because your brain feeds on ketones. So when you give it more ketones, that's a really happy brain, which is why you feel so energetic and focused and, and everything. So yeah, I'm just wondering why burning fat during a workout, does it allow for, because you've mentioned that that is really good for example, long distance running or, longer things where it takes quite a bit of endurance is it because fat is so much more complex and it takes a while to break down and as you mentioned yes. it needs oxygen that yes. that long-term workout and keeping that stress on your body yes. allows your body to burn off those really complex fuel source 
Haha, I figured it out. <laughs> but again, it also it, it depends on what your fuel sources is. So there's a whole hierarchy of where your body gets fuel from. And fat is the last one, more so. Um, it goes from readily available ATP, decreasing phosphate, and then it goes to, um, then you start your anaerobic process, uh, Krebs cycle. And, um, and that's like going and you know, pulling apart, um, carbohydrates. And then once you exhaust all of those, then you start pulling in the, um, and then you start pulling in the triglycerides and you break those down. So there's a whole hierarchy. If you don't have the fuel system carbohydrates, you kind of go straight to that step of using uh, using fat as a fuel source. You have to have some carbohydrates in that. You can't just have like none because carbohydrates actually help facilitate the breakdown of fat. So that's why they say you should probably have something there as well. You right. probably read some of that too. So it's really an interesting thing. Like this is like metabolism and how the body gets its energy is pretty sophisticated pretty cool you know so so whether you're using a ketogenic diet or you're going mediterranean diet or you're going uh all like you know if you're using a ton of carbohydrates less fat and you know not as many protein it's where your energy your fuel source is and what makes it readily available and how your body is going to use it or burn it. Like athletes should probably use eat more carbohydrates because they do so much working out and conditioning and all that nonsense. They need a relevant, readily available source of fuel. You know? So I guess it's like what you want to do and what you want to play with and like what you want to like, what sport you want to do as to complement what fuel source you have. Mm-hmm. You're going to do drag racing. You're not going to bring diesel truck to it unless it's got NOS. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah. You know I, mean? I guess, like, it, that's like one of the, I think that's one of the biggest questions that a lot of people have, too, is like, what diet should I be on? Where should I be going? What should I be doing? Well, like, what do you enjoy doing? What do you enjoy working out? Do you enjoy long distance running? You know what I mean? Should you be using a little bit more fat for fuel source versus carbohydrates or like, you know? What kind of works for you? And then we also know that fat is really, really good for your brains. It's super good for your hormones. It's good for all of that stuff too. And we will eventually get to stress and cortisol levels and all that fun stuff as well. Because that's just part of it. Like, it's fun. Nutrition is fun. (laughs) Lego blocks are fun. So there you go. So there's my, I guess, my random speech for the day. So there you go. Thank you very much for the education and for breaking it down in very edible ways by comparing it or relating it to cake (laughs) and cars. What else is layered? Cakes and Legos. I like it. It worked. (laughs) That is why you're so awesome and amazing at what you do. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Now, that would mean that, you know, my workouts are, I would say maybe the HIIT workout wouldn't be the best for keto because, you know, 20 minutes, but 
I'm not too concerned about that because at my job, I'm running around all day and I'm super active. So that's my steady state endurance (laughs) cardio for the day. And the HIIT workout that I've been doing is because I bought the booty bands and it's just a good workout. And I've been wanting to give that a shot and really up the game with my resistance and what I can do with my muscles considering, you know, gyms aren't open and everything. So I needed a a challenge and it's there. So I'm balancing it out with that cardio. Honestly, I think if you're looking at it, because you're doing cardio and you're doing longer, slower, right? You're also doing hip machines that are shorter, faster. So that's a balance between training for fat loss and uh, using the adipose tissue as energy source. But also don't forget, you're also with the high intensity interval training, you are training cardiovascularly. That's the other component that people like kind of forget about or see as much is you're also um, straining your heart and your circulatory system and your lungs and your pulse, like all that you're training cardiovascularly, which is things that also you should be doing. You should be training your heart and your lungs and figuring out and like increasing the amount of oxygen you can bring into your body because that's another that's another long term health benefit of doing the fit routine is training that cardio, uh, that that whole heart system. You want a healthy heart, right? Yeah. There you go. So you have a balance though, slow to burn, and then you have cardiovascular system working, and you have you know you're working mobility and you're doing strength work and you're balancing it out. So I would say throw in a little bit more long distance cardio if we want to start leaning out more, but I mean, it's still pretty balanced. Not bad. Yay. Mm-hmm. And with that, one of the reasons why I really made sure to work out this week, as I mentioned, I gained one pound. And as the week went on, I found out one of the reasons why, but I wasn't expecting to go on the keto diet and just sit down on my butt, you know, for my evening time and not do anything or, uh, just having that be the one answer. I was fully prepared to have something like that happen. I knew that most of the weight loss was going to be in the first and second week. And probably by the third week, I was going to need to challenge my body. That's what happened. You know, the first time I lost all that weight, I lost seven pounds the first week and then it was three and then it was one and then it stopped. And so that's when I started going to the gym and working out was because just the diet part wasn't enough anymore. And so I kind of knew that was going to be the case with this. I did come out of ketosis and it was really interesting. It was very slow. It was over probably three days time. And I would just take the, the test, the urine test. And every day it was less and less and less. And I didn't want to panic. Oh, another reason why I wasn't too concerned about gaining a pound too was because I had started the booty band workout. So I was like, that could be, you know, muscle 
and everything. But I had a feeling a big part of it was being out of ketosis because I was also feeling other symptoms of that. Um, I actually got fatigued one day at work. I was yawning in the afternoon, which I hadn't done in weeks. So it was just kind of like, what is going on? So I reached out to a friend who has done keto in the past and just kind of said, hey, can I pick your brain about this? And they said, yeah. So I just kind of told them what my experience had been over the week. And they asked me some questions. And then they asked, you know what, how many carbs are you taking in a day? And so I said, net carbs equals 26 to 30 grams. And then I texted back, or did you mean the, like my daily carbs, all all of it, not just net carbs. And they corrected me and said, yes, I meant your total carbs. So I started looking and on my days off of work, I would have 25 ish on average. And the days that I went to work was between 45 and 65 grams. And so I just kind of let them know that I'm just not as active on my days off. Um, you know, so I don't eat as much cause I'm not as hungry. And so they texted me back and they said, so for keto, you want to stay below 50 grams carbs. So you're taking in over that, you know, and that might be something that you want to tweak is to make sure not to go under 50 carbs. So they recommended rather than looking at net carbs every day, looking at what my total carb intake is and keeping it below 50. So I've been doing that and that was three days ago. So I also cut back how much I was eating to see if that would help as well. And I'm starting to feel like I'm going back into ketosis. Um, I'm awake more. I'm a lot more alert. I have a good amount of energy. So that was really helpful because I did consult Google. You know, I Googled falling out of ketosis and everything. And it was actually kind of difficult to find some information. It was very, for lack of a better term, broad. I was just finding these very specific bullet points that were just not very helpful. So that was um, nice to hear. And to that person who does listen to this podcast, thank you for the guidance. I appreciate it. Nice. Yeah. So I haven't taken any keto strips like to test if I'm in ketosis yet. I want to give it about three to four days before I start doing that. But I might tomorrow morning. We'll see how. Depends on how I sleep. If I'm very alert and awake when I first wake up, I might, you know, see what my body's telling me. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Nice. I'm glad that you kind of like went and did some research with that too because and talked to somebody versus just, you know, going on the web and being Google and finding out that you have cancer. (laughs) (laughs) Thankfully, I don't. No cancer. Not today. (laughs) But it's great to have like a resource and like a somebody that 
has either been in your shoes or like an educated resource that you have in your back pocket that will give you advice and things like that. Like I know a lot of people text me about all sorts of nonsense and things. And because of my knowledge background, I'm able to answer it in a clear, concise way. And they're not searching all over Google, getting 50,000 different, like, um, different thingies, different like answers, like, you know, and the absurd answer to like the, you know, to every answer. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess. Well, and what's nice about it too, is when you look at websites, it's so objective, but if you talk Absolutely. to someone who has experience, mm-hmm. they can troubleshoot and they can really give you, I feel better insight. Um, and they'll, I also feel in the right space that they'll be honest and help you reach your goals, you know? Yeah. But that's like, yes, I completely agree with that because most likely they've been where you are. They figured it out because they've already experienced and they've had to figure it out for themselves. So they're really happy to do that. That's like with any, like a lot of personal trainers that I know are, so motivated to help people because they probably have their own similar story where they had to do this and do this and do this and to get out of X, Y, Z. And then they feel relatable and they want to, they understand where people are. So they want to help them and they're passionate about helping people. So I get it. It's better to have somebody that you can, that can relate to you, I guess you could say, or have the same story as you. So going from that topic of working out and fat for fuel, I had a keto milestone this week. And that milestone was I received my first keto criticism. And <laughs> which it's it's interesting that it happened this week considering I fell out of ketosis. I'm trying to find out how to get back into it and all that. And then this conversation happened. Yvane was frustrated too. (laughs) Anyway, while I know what was said was out of, um, out of a little bit of worry as well as well-intentioned, I haven't been discussing that I'm doing keto Really, I've let it drop a couple times, but I have been pretty silent about it in certain circles of my life. And the reason for that is because I don't want I don't want to be criticized. And sure enough, it happened. So what happened is my belt at work is getting looser. I'm happy about that. I'm excited because I no longer feel like I have to suck in my breath or go short, go with like a shorter breathing style because my belt and my pants are too tight. They're loose now. And that's so cool. So I was just celebrating it. I just mentioned like, oh my gosh, look at my belt. I can actually move my belt up and down or yeah, up and down. And that's really cool. And the person that I was with said, yeah, that's really awesome, but I'm really worried about you not getting enough carbs because you need carbs. You need them. Like you're not eating fruit and vegetables and you need that 
in your body. And the first thing I wanted to say was, have you seen my body? No, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, no, I'm good. There's plenty of carb storage up in there. It's... But now that we've learned what, <laughs> yes, I was going to say, you've stored, you've stored your bread, you've stored your carbs, it's fine. You yeah. probably, and you don't eat, oh, you eat fruit and vegetables too. Yes. You, know I mean? you can on the keto diet. It's not like you're just eating like, you know, bacon and, uh, bacon. And that's what I said. That's, that was my response. I said, Yes, I am consuming low carbs, but I can still have fruit. I just, I can only have strawberries, raspberries, or blueberries. And that it does have to be a very certain amount. And I get all my other carbs are coming from vegetables. I also mentioned you can do keto unhealthy, but I am not. I am doing keto incredibly healthy. Most of my fat is coming from oils when I cook, like olive oil, avocado oil. Occasionally I will use butter, um, nuts, seeds, avocado, all of that. And I just really kind of said, you know, you can do any diet unhealthy. You can do vegan unhealthy. You can do a standard American diet unhealthy. You can do anything unhealthy. I am not doing this unhealthy. And to make sure that I'm not consuming too much dairy and having that stress on my body, I only consume dairy once a day and that's cheese in my morning breakfast scramble. So on the outside, it was a good conversation and I hope I eased these pers- this person's worries, but it did leave me pretty frustrated because this person knows that for the past year and a freaking half, I have been trying to do different things with my carb intake. I have been toying around with getting more carbs and or doing less carbs and really focusing on that and I've gained more weight in this last year and a half than I did the previous three years. Um, Uh This person knows that I work out. They know what I do for my workouts. They know that I'm freaking strong. And, but because that person had to just say that everything else regarding me got thrown out the window and it was no longer about me. It was about their opinion and their thoughts. And I realized I have been keeping quiet for that very freaking reason. And I shouldn't have to, I should be able to be open about this and get support. And if you do have concerns I'm not saying don't express your concerns, but ask why are you concerned? Are you concerned for me or are you concerned because it's different from your experience and while you were successful with that, your body is not my body. I'm reacting differently to things than you are. And it was just, it was uh, slightly deflating because I you know, had to deal with someone kind of not thinking everything through before they opened their mouth. And, Uh but at the same time, 
at the, I told him my point of view, what I was doing. And I said, you know, I've tried the carb thing and it's not working out. So this is just an opportunity for a reset. I'm open to trying different things, but this is working and it, I'm going to do it, you know, until it, until I reach my goal or we said the longest I was going to do it would be eight or nine months. And that eased this person's uh, concerns, at least what she was willing to voice. But the whole point of that is whenever you are doing stuff that concerns your body, everybody thinks they get a say. And it is never your responsibility, your job to listen to those types of things. Granted, let's say there are some exceptions like, I don't know, drug addiction or things like that, that, you know, we know are really, really bad. But when I'm talking about your health, your body, your body image, however, whatever, at that moment, it is your, your, obligation to yourself to take a step back and do what is best for you and what is healthy for you. And you know that people know that, right? I know what is good for me because I can feel it. My body is telling me what is good for me and what is bad for me. And that's learned. And I had to teach myself and I had to be mindful, but I, I don't ever educate yourself. This is the thing is it's not just like, Oh, this feels good. Or this feels bad. You educated yourself. You know what the ketogenic diet does now. You understand. Now you understand what carbohydrates do for fuel source versus, versus fat for fuel source and how to adjust your actions accordingly. You are educated in that decision. It's not willy nilly. Mm-hmm. Which, and and you know that this is something that I very briefly thought in my head. I didn't even give it much thought. But now as this keto thing continues on, something that I, I think I'm going to have to do is prepare myself for those exact type of conversations because people don't talk about your weight unless you're losing it. And then it becomes a topic of conversation. And it usually starts off good, right? Like, oh my gosh, you're looking so good. What are you doing? Oh, okay, da-da-da. And then it goes from there. And I'm happy to talk to people about this. But what I won't allow and what I won't put up with, and I'm not going to be a bitch about it, but I'll definitely keep tabs in my mind of how like avoiding certain conversations with this certain people is... I'm not going to let you make judgments on how I feel about myself and, and my body. My body is not your right to comment on at all for anyone ever, unless it's asked for. And I think it is so important for people to realize that if you are going to go on journeys like this, this is about you. It is always about you and what you are doing. And it's not about anybody else because those people aren't you. They're not living in your body. And so while I'm doing this journey, I'm going to make sure that I maintain that support system that I've had. If more people want to join that support system, awesome. 
that's great. You are welcome aboard for sure. Help me roll that boulder up that hill and help me reach my goal. But don't, don't criticize something that you don't know fully about because then I'm not going to take you on my journey because it's not going to be my journey anymore. It's going to be yours. And that's not what this is about. Mic drop. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, uh, I just, I don't get it. But anyway. Well, people are interesting. There's definitely that whole, like, I think I've noticed this phenomenon. I read something about it too. Like the whole, people are super excited about you losing weight and the whole journey. And then they're like, well, and then they have this like weird jealousy thing where like the projector, their indifferences or their whatever, whatever's or their insecurities on you because you're doing something super successful and they're going to start hating on you because of that. It's kind of like, you know how people that like start a business and yay, we started a business. Oh, it's getting successful. And then you end up making a lot of money and people are like, well, now you're stuck up because you made a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. No, they didn't change. They just became successful at it. But you're projecting your shit and your your money beliefs, your weight beliefs. Let's circle back to those weight beliefs and projecting it onto you. Yeah. Yeah. So my job. Yeah. And so I think we're gonna talk about that next week, just the the what that leads to and what it can lead to because yeah. I thought about it. I I thought about it. It it made me frustrated. It changed my my outlook and, um, how I felt. And we've kind of hinted on talking about stress and cortisol. And I think that is a perfect example of one, how it can be caused. That's not physical and like working out and diet, but your interactions, your space, your circles and, and what you're surrounded by. So I think that is, Maybe what we will be doing next week, Lorraine, if you're up to talking about stress. Yes. <laughs> Great. Yes, because everybody has it and nobody knows what the hell to do with it. Yes. <laughs> I love it. So, all right. Let's go through the goals for the following week. I am going to weigh myself on Sunday. I am going to start taking the keto strip test to see if my super carb restriction has put me back into ketosis. And I am going to work out no less than two, but up to four times next week. And I am going to just try to continue with the keto diet. Lorraine, do you have anything that you would like to say? Yes. I taunt all of our listeners to get up and move uh, something today. Get a PVC pipe and stretch your shoulders or do a mini session like our yoga session or, you know, a quick hit. Just get up and move. So try it. I challenge you today, this week. Yes. And listeners, 
I want to see you fulfill that challenge. Lorraine does too. So go to our social media pages and post, do a video, do a picture, do something to fulfill Lorraine's challenge. And that will be a good way for one, us to see it, and two, for you to show it off. Come on, let's do it. If you would like to know our social media pages, so we have a Facebook and it's Modern Sisyphus Podcast, you head on over and like the page. And then we have an Instagram and it is modern, wait, at modern underscore Sisyphus underscore podcast. And we have an email. So sisyphuspodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear and see from and see you guys do all the fun things. And uh, just going to give a shout out to uh, my friend, Joseph Crotty. He did our music. So head on over to SoundCloud and show him a little bit of support if you like the music. But until next week, just keep pushing that boulder. You can do it. We can do it together. All right. Bye. Bye.